Thank you, and welcome to The Scaling Edge. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Dan Reyes is here in the chair. Hey, hey. What's going on, Michael? Max is always here. Hey. Can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> very, uh, very special show for you today. This is the Internet Talk program that focuses on the hard-won angles and edges by battle-hardened entrepreneurs and, today, uh, radio hosts who had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go do his... Uh, Get his radio show ready. Back in the day, back when radio was a thing, back when people used to be on the radio. I think it's all AI now. And uh, what we're trying to do is take the angles and edges by people that have the experience, that have learned a thing or two about scaling their business and their lives, grabbing one or two golden nugget ideas that can help you with your business and your life. Ryan is here today. He's an author of the business owners what is this the business owner's guide to money so a business owner needs a guide to money which is sometimes uh not really what a business owner focuses on you would think it's what they'd focus on but uh it's not usually the driver so ryan welcome to the scaling edge we appreciate you being a part of our program thank you and i saw you reading that off the uh, telephone there yeah yeah is that a problem no, it's just it's just really techy. It's very oh. impressive. It's very impressive. Okay. Yeah. High tech around here. It's I don't read stuff off of them. I just am in my in a chair here. I don't have much uh, I I can't pretend that I memorize everything. So I sometimes no. check notes and I go, yeah, you know, this is a business owner's guide to money. I mean, you would think I would just memorize that because it's so catchy, but I yeah. I'm I don't have that good of a memory. I'm I'm old, man. <laughs> I'm old. Oh, yeah. Like you, I have I have a, a radio background, and when you're yeah. in radio, part of the requirement is that you lose a lot of your mind because it's yes. it, it's sitting in a chair. Now we have like video; you can see yourself. But back in the day, you'd sit in a chair in a room by yourself and you would talk, and then yeah. you'd hear yourself. And there's moments where you have to convince yourself you're not schizophrenic. <laughs> I haven't made that. I haven't convinced myself yet, and neither have I. <laughs> but it does get very like awkwardly lonely, and you get very comfortable talking with yourself. So, anyway, I digress. Ryan, great to have you part of our program. Thank you. Can Thank you tell you. us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Well, I, I it, after I left radio, this was uh, 22 years ago or so. It is weird because the whole time I was in radio, I, I felt like this is what I'm doing just for now. And f- for whatever reason, I ended up going into uh, finance and I became a financial advisor and I was there for 22 years. What happened was I sold my practice last year. Uh, in fact, on Halloween day, we, we signed the documents. Uh, I had written this book called The Business Owner's Guide to Money. And I, I'm not anywhere near ready to retire. So I started the podcast, The Business Owner's Guide to Money. And I work with clients just fee-based now, you know, an hourly hourly thing. And that's it. I, you know, I'm not messing around with jumping into stocks and bonds and everything else, but I just provide, you know, guidance. And uh, we moved from uh, Colorado Springs, my wife and I and our daughter, uh, and uh, we moved to Calabash, North Carolina on the Carolina shores. Mm. And uh, that's that's where I'm doing everything from now. It's it's nice and easy. I'm, I'm talking slower too than I used to, I think. Okay. Well, so when you were having your finance business, did you largely advise business owners? Is that how you got your, your, okay. What did you find with the business owners that you would advise that would lead you to write a book 
explaining money to them? What a great question. The, the, here's how. Here's the, the surprise that I got along the way, and that was how many business owners don't stop and think about the fact that they're building equity in their business, just like you're building equity in your home. You get so caught up in just running the day-to-day stuff of running a business, and you forget that there may be value. And I would get the look and, and that would be, I would ask a business owner, so what's your plan? What's your exit plan? And they'd look at me like I was from Mars. And I'd say, yeah, you know, how are you going to get out of this? And I hadn't thought of it. So you have to think about the fact that you're building equity in your business. You're building value in your business. And there are certain things that, uh, this is part two now. Here's the big epiphany that I had. There are certain things that you can do now to make your business run better today that will also make it easier to sell and for more money down the road. Okay, what can you do? Well, several things. The first thing you want to do is is re-examine your your competitive advantages. How do you stick out from the competition? That helps you today, but also it'll help you in the eyes of a buyer. You have to look at it from both sets of eyes here. If a buyer is coming in to buy your business, how have you set yourself apart from the competition? What does your business plan look like? What does your marketing plan look like? And if you don't have one, I strongly recommend doing it and doing it yourself. Don't have somebody else do it for you because it forces you to look at your business from every conceivable angle. Next, someone coming in to buy your business is the owner, the MVP. In other words, if you're not there, does the business fall apart? If they if they buy this business and you're not there anymore, does it fall apart? Well, the same thing is true for when you are with the business. Do you have someone there on whom you can lean? And that leads me to, do you have long-term employees? Do you have key employees who are captured financially who can represent you if you're not there or represent you to the buyer? Because the buyer is going to want key people in place too. Well, that comes down to process, right? Have you processitized yourself? Have you made yourself so valuable that you can grow? That's not just a business owner problem. That's a that's a employee, coworker, team member problem. When you bog yourself down, and I, I had this conversation with uh, with a friend of mine the other day. He made some stupid quote, something about when you when you transfer knowledge, you lose power. It was something like that. I'm like, no, 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 you're wrong. I actually gave him a book. I gave him a, a book I just finished, uh, Firms of Endearment. I'm like, no, 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 no. When you transfer knowledge, you gain power. You gain time. You gain freedom. I like yeah. what uh, Rockefeller said, a man who works all day never has time to make money. And that's it. And I think that's that philosophy is if you don't provide, if you don't transfer, if you don't make yourself expendable, you can't grow out of the position you're in. So well, that's the problem. The, yeah. the psychology of a business owner is not to do that. A psychology of a business owner is to do everything yourself because you don't really trust other people, at least for a while. And so giving up or delegating, you know, giving up responsibilities is not easy. And sometimes it's for good reasons because you found lousy people so far. You know, you don't have anybody else you can trust to run the business, but you do want to be able to transfer your information. I I think I'm the lousiest one in our company. You're not by far. (laughs) (laughs) I I think, Ryan, what you said a lot also is like when you can't do that, you own a job. You know, you basically as a small business owner, if you can't remove yourself, if you're the most important person in that company, you can't remove yourself. You basically own a job. Uh, You have probably less flexibility in than a real job. You know, because now you're working 60 to 90 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week. I'm going to steal that. That's great. That's a good idea. No problem. Yeah, it's very I, I trademarked it. You got to give me five bucks every time you use it. Wear the t-shirt. <laughs> You're free to use it. You know, and, yeah. and that's what I find that, you know, a true business owner, you know, is someone that can run either a large company. And if they're gone, 
it works perfectly fine. Or somebody that, you know, if, if you literally, if, if you can't leave and you can't take a vacation, you just own a job. You know? That's right. Just, That's right. And that also goes to having a, a clear chain of command at the business. So if you have employees, if you're not there, how smooth this, does this business run without you there? Someone who's coming in to buy the business is going to look at that as well. Because most of the time, a buyer doesn't want to come in and clean house. A buyer wants to have a group of people there who can run this business, whether they are there or not. So a clear chain, chain of command. Uh, one other thing I'll slip in here too, because it's it's very important to a buyer. And that is the concentration of your customer base. Do you have one or two or three clients who have a lion's share of your revenues? And if mm-hmm. you do, you want to be able to diversify that out because if one of them leaves, that the guy coming in to buy your business knows that he's not going to keep all of your clients. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to be able to make sure that you're diversified out enough that one or two people wouldn't wreck you if they were to leave. That's how I sold my business. It was really strange the the way I sold my business because I wasn't planning on leaving. I just, out of nowhere, I got a call one day. It was a group who wanted to merge with me. And I said, I'm not really interested. I'm probably closer to, you know, getting out. And he said, oh, that's fine too. So they ended up buying me. I had the systems in place where, you know, it it was going to work, but I had part of my contract was that if X percentage of my clients left in the first year, I would get less money from them I would, yep. on the final payout. All right. So now I'm motivated. I try to structure a deal like that. And the guy said, no, I said, perfect. I said, thank you for saving me a bunch of time and money. Yes, I said, sir. because I, I knew I, if he was replaced from that business, you know, I said, Hey, I said, you have a couple, one client that's huge. It's like 50% of your business. Yeah. I said, I'll pay you for that client over five years. I said, but they have to Ooh. stay with him. He didn't take the deal. And I knew I did the right thing by walking away. That's, yeah, that's another that. way to do it. That's a great idea. Yeah, I, I grew our, my business in the beginning because I had such amazing people. They force you to grow, right? They force you to yeah. give them more opportunity. So the better people you have in your organization, they force you to grow. And that's what attracts you to private equity companies that want to buy you out yeah. or an individual. You know, if somebody's buying you out, they got money, they got capital. They're not looking to put in, you know, 80 hours a week like you did in the beginning. You know, Steve Jobs said, you know, we don't hire smart people and tell them what to do. We hire smart people to tell us what to do. You know, you it. have to you have to value your people. And if, exactly. if, if you can't value your people, then maybe you're not hiring properly. Maybe your you're systems right. aren't in place. How do you hire the right people, right? Everybody thinks they're hiring the right people when they hire them. But what's your process there to hire the right people? How do you, how do you weave through that? Because that's the difference between Tinder and eHarmony, right? How do you make that beautiful coworker team member relationship versus uh, someone that's going to come in and cause problems, and then you're going to ask them questions. They're going to call you toxic and quit and do as much damage as they can. How do you find that? How do you go through that process to have the best possible chance of success with a new person? There are going to be a a few different ways, but I'll tell you my favorite, and that is a phrase I heard a long time ago, and I've never forgotten, and that is, hire the athlete, teach them the game. In other Mm. words, hire someone with the right mindset, intelligence, what do they call that? EQ, emotional quotient. In other words, they understand what the hell's going on, right? With with other people and coach them up. And I think that's easier because you're all getting lied to when they come in and and they're interviewing for a job. Do you think you're getting the straight scoop? You know, hundred percent? Of course not. But it said on their resume, they were good at recruiting. (laughs) (laughs) And they grew their department 50 times. And yeah, they they knew SEO. So (laughs) we didn't do any better at it. We did worse. (laughs) We're talking from personal experience, but it's okay. (laughs) Sometimes this is our therapy. 
This is. So, and that you got to coach them up. And here's the problem with that. And that is not, you know, running a business is is, is its own skill set. You may be the world's greatest chiropractor or or plumber, but running a business is entirely different. As is coaching up new people. That's on you, and that's tough. That's not easy to do. I interviewed a guy yesterday from my podcast who he kept saying how he he would go to mentors and, and talk to people and family members and this guy. And I go, that's awesome. That's how you do it. You listen. You ask questions. You know. And he learned how to coach people up. But hire the athlete teach him the game that's it yeah so how do you find the athlete how do you well, how do you identify the best athlete there's only two ways to do that and the traditional way of, of putting up a sign you know and the other way is to talk to people that you know because the problem is that maybe the person that you will want maybe the person that would be perfect for you isn't in that industry right now it may be somebody else it may be, he may be doing something entirely different but he's just not happy with his job so now you got to talk to people and that's why it's a great idea to be connected locally join the rotary club you know, do this, do that, join this club, just know people, get the word out and say, look, I'm looking for this kind of person. And and it's not his, it's not his background. It's not his knowledge or skills. It's his mindset. It's his intelligence. And the best people are usually not available. You know, the best people aren't sitting home applying for jobs, you know, we're making things happen. You would be surprised though. There every now and again, you find a gem and you're like, wow, this is, this is a beautiful person. This is an amazing this is amazing. Yeah. This person's way underutilized. Let's yeah. get him in here and make him the producer of the scaling edge. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they didn't have yeah, the right Max. There you go. They are. There's some beautiful gem, Max. Employee relations right there. They didn't have the right coach. You get a right coach with a great athlete and you got a you got a Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right. Then when you do find that. that person, when you find that gem, then you want to keep them. And so then you want to, to financially motivate him. And there are things like non-qualified uh, retirement plans, bonus plans, this and that, that can help somebody stick with you if, if, that's, what, if that's what you're after. But, and nope. it may turn out None that you're business. Well, I'm liking this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Well, we'll talk about that next, next quarter, 2028. <laughs> no, we, we don't pay well here. That's uh, part of the perk. But fame. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally joking. He's totally joking. <laughs> Ryan, uh, people want to find you. They want to find your book. They want to consider your hourly consulting and, and how you work. How, how do they get a hold of you? Easy. Alpha for business. Alpha, the number four business.com. My email is Ryan at alpha for business.com. Alpha for business. Ryan at alpha, the number four business.com. Get the book. Amazon. Is it out there yep. on Amazon? Yep. Uh, or you can, even, in fact, don't, don't spend the money. If, if you want, email me. If your audience wants to email me, I won't put you on an email list. I, you'll never hear from me again. I'll just email you an e-version of the book. How about that? There you go. Ryan at alpha four business. Send him an email. We'll throw that in the show notes, Max. Yeah. And then, uh, and get him, uh, get your free ebook. On a business owner's guide to money. Sounds like a good book. You've transferred some knowledge today. I think the biggest is, you know, hire the athlete, teach him the game. That's good. That's a good golden nugget. That's a good edge. Ryan, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being a part of the Scaling Edge. We appreciate it. We will see you soon. Cheers.